0: Jess Corcoran and I'm Laura McCann. Welcome to the Thriving While well, Nine to five in podcast.
1: Hi everyone, welcome to episode 2, season 3 of the podcast, so pleased to be back with you for another week. Thanks for all um, the love and conversation we've had following um, the last episode we spoke about women's safety, we agreed to, it's a very important conversation and it's one that we think we should be continue having. Um, but we'll move on, different, new week, new guests, so we'll just kick off. Um, Laura, what are your highs and lows? Give me, give me some, you know, little bits.
0: <laughs> um so this weekend is actually really really lovely. I um went up to Birmingham and saw my my gal pals from Kiel uni. So um yeah, it's good. Like we all live all over the country, so um it's just really nice when we can get together as a group. Um highlight particularly was that I went at bowling. Very good. Just gonna throw it out there, got a couple of <laughs> strikes in, Oh nice broke a nail, but it was worth it. Um and then, yeah, I had a really nice day out with Kew Gardens on Sunday, which is just, like, a little bit north of me, but still, like, south of the Thames. Um, but I just haven't been before, and I always, like, go new places, and it was really, nice, like, it was a lovely new place to go. Um, and then in terms of lows, I think I just feel really busy at the moment. Mm-hmm. And, like, a lot of it is fun, busy. Um, But it's also a thing of, like, yesterday was the first day of my new job where I was, like because i've walked into it and i've loved it and i've managed to relax into it but then as with every single job ever you get those stressful days Mm -hmm. and you get those moments of like just your head falls off a little bit and yesterday was my first one of those in my current role so was just a bit like a oh yeah even when it's the dream you're still gonna Mm -hmm. have days like this a pinch of reality yeah (laughs) exactly Mm -hmm. just one of them so you know all very realistic and and true to form but um yeah, like, I haven't walked out and gone, I hate every single thing about it, and, uh, no. and it wasn't even that bad, it's just when it's, like, the first one, mm-hmm. yeah, it kind of you a bit more, oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I get you, I get you, but it's good to have that, isn't it, to feel a bit more, like, down to earth at the same time.
0: Yeah, it's almost like now, do you know what, actually, I think the point at which you can get stressed by your job shows how much of it you actually do understand. Because it was genuinely things of like, oh, I need this thing off this person, Mm -hmm. and I've used the wrong template, so I need to copy and paste it into another one, and and we have to do it all by this certain time, and all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, but all of that happens because you have an idea of what you're doing and you're now actually responsible for things which is all part of like professional growth in a place Mm -hmm. yeah
1: exactly i can
0: i can totally take those positives out of it um but i definitely needed a little a rant to myself on the tube last night and to come home and do nothing
1: (laughs) that's fair that's totally fair
0: it's allowed but how are you getting on what are your highs and lows the past couple of weeks yeah i'm okay um Low, I kinda of feel like everything
1: feels the same. <laughs> I think it's because I work from home and I'm happy working from home. But it actually this actually fits into a high. So my high is like I've done that record every second of the day in January. I like, have actually done it. Um I've been doing Bible in a year and I've done all 31 days as well which is very like <laughs> well done. who am i and then also i've wrote down three things that i'm grateful for every day in january so the three things that i wanted to do in january i've done but the lowest like everything feels the same like i go to like record my clip of the day and i think i've got of interest and like it's the same like i do the same thing every day and like, i'm kind of okay with that but at the same time everything feels the same so just one of them like I'm okay but I'm just trying to figure out like what do I do to like make things a bit more different or am I happy being the way like I'm a happy or am I just noticing it and that's making me think oh everything's the same like I'm actually bothered yeah I, I, I need to figure that one out
0: like is it is it actually groundhog day or are you just bringing attention to things to things you don't normally think of because I think this often like mm-hmm. you know where you hear people do like food diaries or something like that yeah. it's one of those bits where it brings up all like the secret parts of it that you don't necessarily think mm. of so like you can go oh I make such an effort for my three meals a day and yeah but then do you have like that massive chocolate bar and three pints every night as well mm-hmm. because that's your bit isn't it? but you don't necessarily think mm. about it until you're writing it down exactly like, oh but I'm doing that all the time exactly. every single time because yeah, I need it
1: mm-hmm. or
0: is it because you know, or now that I'm actually thinking about it, do I actually not need it and I can get rid of it or switch it up or whatever?
1: Yeah, exactly. So that's sort of like what I've been thinking about. But aside from that,
0: I'm all good. Yay! I love that right? you might get to see this later, guys, because um, Jess is going to do some behind the scenes like video stuff. Oh, but not actually by the way, this. Jess has got a really nice blue jumper on, just to let you all know. That's another high. You you dressed well to see me today. So Thanks. thanks I just took my like, work of
1: leggings off. And put a jumper over the top and pretend that, that I'm cool.
0: It's really pretty. Thank you. Okay. Um. Yeah. So now you've got a super pretty jumper, and that's a nice thing that you want to keep. What <laughs> do you want to get rid of in the shredder this week? Okay. You love my segways. I do
1: love your segways, Laura. So um, I'll just like preface it by saying I'm not a doctor. Don't have a, a med. I don't. Have, and I'm not. I don't have a diagnosis either. But I think one thing that's become apparent to me that maybe hasn't before um, is that I definitely think I'm neurodivergent rather than neurotypical. And I definitely think I've got some some traits. Um, So yeah, I've just been like used to my own like routines and doing things my own way and sort of like, I don't know, we've spoken about it before. Like, haven't we a lot on the podcast about like work personas versus home pers- personas and stuff. And I just feel like, I've become so me that I don't, and I've got to go back to the office next week. I don't even know, like, how I'm supposed to behave in a room of people anymore. And I think because I definitely think I am neurodivergent, like, I feel like the more I've realised that, the more different I sometimes feel in social situations. And then I think, oh, how am I actually going to cope with that? So I think I'm just shredding the, I'm not shredding the having to go back into the office, but I'm shredding the, like, the outline of behavior that you feel like you have to
0: fulfill if that makes sense what about you Yeah, like the pressures of the like environment rather than
1: yeah yeah like the fake laughing and (laughs)
0: Uh, oh your weekend sounds so much fun i'm dead interested in it And and i actually
1: i am really interested in people like i actually love chatting but
0: yeah
1: i just feel like i don't fit the mold anymore and I didn't realize that I never fit the mold until I spent two years at home.
0: But yeah, cool. I can guarantee you're not the only one feeling that. then. Yeah, so that's yeah. true.
1: Yeah, what what are yours? Um,
0: so my shredder this week actually comes from what I thought was a, Wait, So let's see if I can explain this properly. Last week I was in the office and I had to set myself up on the on the printer, which actually wasn't too excruciating. So I want to put in the shredder the experiences I've had previously of setting myself up on technology that made me think that was going to be excruciating. Does that make sense?
1: I'm going to be completely honest, Laura. <laughs> I zoned yeah. out for at least six seconds. Then, and then I was thinking, <laughs> she's saying something. I don't need to concentrate again, but I've missed it. Oh, wow. <laughs> so something about you, you thought that tech would be excruciating and it wasn't is that what it was yeah, yeah okay
0: but like, but what i want to put in the shredder <laughs> is the fact that like whenever i've had to set myself up on like a printer or something mm-hmm. before okay and yeah i know this from like friends and that as well it's always really difficult and it's always really painful mm-hmm. so the fact that i did it in like three minutes <sighs> last week i was I like see. oh my goodness it was dead quick it mm-hmm. was dead easy i'm like it should always just be dead quick and easy right so
1: you put on all of the bad
0: experiences in the shredder
1: i get you now sorry i didn't mean on to, it. i didn't mean to zone out but my brain was like ah and then i, I remember that i had to focus yeah i totally get that you know where <laughs> I, I love I,
0: you and your honesty
1: thank you where i used to work um i worked there for nearly three years i mean you know 18 months so that wasn't the pandemic but i never like my printer pass didn't work on the first weekend i never bothered to get my printer pass fixed so i never printed out in three years and then people used to say why don't you get it fixed?" and i'd be like it's for the environment <laughs> but really i just <laughs> i just couldn't be i'm lazy just couldn't bother to go and work out how to fix me print to pass so we've got another special guest today today we're joined by alicia murphy and alicia has just recently launched her own business alicia murphy create where she is specialising in social media and influencer marketing, and she's also an influencer herself, and she has a very successful home interiors page and blog, Emerald Terrace. So Alicia joins us today. She's going to talk a bit about self-employment and the ups and downs of doing a part of her job for fun. So hi, Alicia. Um, Hello. So you've just started your own business. Um, Do you want to just tell us a little bit more about it to start off?
2: Yeah so I've just set up about two months ago now as a freelancer so I'm doing social content influencer marketing and things like that so yeah it's been been in the pipeline for a couple of, of weeks months of planning and I think sort of uh, like beginning of this year is when I really sort of got, got going with it so yeah so that's what I do.
1: Amazing.
0: That's How have you found it like so far because you're in such the early stages of it is it what you expected or have you had loads of stuff jump out at you?
1: to be honest
0: I mean
2: touch wood I keep saying like I haven't had that moment yet of being like oh my god what have I done which I'm kind of waiting for you know because working for yourself is, can't feel like a massive risk but no I feel like definitely in the last couple of weeks I haven't even had a minute to come up for air so like kind of I think the one thing I will say I didn't expect was how many hours I'm putting into admin that right. I didn't really for things like accounts expenses and um, mm-hmm. Invoicing and stuff, I, I sort of, obviously I knew it was all stuff to be done, but I don't think I realised just how much time it actually took. But otherwise it, it's going, it's going well. I'm still definitely finding my feet in terms of finding my own routines, things like that, because I found it quite difficult to get out of that like nine to five thing. So I've been beating myself up if I like, don't start with a bob on nine o'clock, and then I keep having to remind myself this is the whole reason I wanted to go to yeah. freelance to be flexible. Yeah. Um, and I was talking to my best friend, and I was saying, you know, some days I don't start till like 10am or 11am and I feel like I'm just wasting my time and she's like least the whole reason that you did this was because you wanted to be able to go for a long walk in the morning if you wanted to or someone to just have a lie in. So I think trying to sort of train my my mind out of that like such a set routine is is difficult but I'm getting better.
0: <laughs> I'm no, I can so. imagine. Like is this something that you always knew you wanted to do then or was it like, you no, know, you just hit a point with a nine to five and you thought, nah, I'm out.
2: No, do you know what definitely not? And I've said for years I meant every word of it, like I never wanted to do my own business. I never wanted to work for myself. It just never sounded like something. It just to me it sounded too stressful. I really loved my job, I was really happy with what I was doing. So for me, it was it was never like a, a long term goal. It was never yeah. like, okay, well, I'm planning to do this. And sort of how it came about was um set up an Instagram page for my house. So i run like an interior Instagram and that's kind of blown up massively alongside me working full-time and i got to a point that i was making you know quite a decent income from that and i was kind of thinking what do i do next because i've been working nine to vibe like i say loving it there was no no kind of like oh I, I need to leave but i'd be doing my work and then i'd be doing my blog on the evenings and weekends and i just didn't have a minute and i kind of got to the point that i was like i've got a decision to make i can't do both like it was both then and out and I kind of uh, I was um in an and I thought why' didn't I just go freelance and then I've got the opportunity to be as flexible as I want with with time and things like that alongside my blog which is what I love doing as well and I kind of bounced that idea around my head for months and kept going back to like now it's too it's just too stressful it's too much pressure um and then I kind of just I don't know I think I'd started thinking about it maybe in the summer last year. And I'm one of those people, I'm so indecisive. So I have to like run all of my thoughts through my mum, my husband and my best friend, <laughs> again and again and again and again. And it was one day, one Friday in September, I've had it, I'd gone through mum's and she's been like, oh, how's work? And I was like, it's gone. I was like, I still don't know what to do. And she's like, oh my God, either go freelance or don't, but stop talking about it. And I was yeah. like, do you know what? That's what I needed, that realisation. Yeah. This, you know, this is what I want to do. And I also think that kind of like, COVID has had a massive a massive part in my change of mindset because I never thought twice about commuting every day, working nine to yeah. five getting into town, getting back. Because like I say, genuinely loved love my job. And I think with the shift to working from home, I was like, hang on, this is amazing. Like I I loved being at home, still do love working from home. And I think as time went on, it was like, well, I've got this bit more like flexibility and freedom. I kind of started wanting more like Mm. I wanted to be able to just I don't know like I say just just little things like take a long lunch and get out with the dog or you know just just things like that and I think all of those things sort of started combining in my mind and it's just all sort of pointed me in 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 one direction really and it was kind of like a bit of a no-brainer and also you know for me and my situation personally right now I haven't got kids my mortgage is relatively really cheap it was a bit of a if I don't do it now mm-hmm. I never will and it was also that thing of reminding myself that if you go self-employed that's not like a that's not forever. you don't want it to be I could hate this and in six months time go back to working traditionally and that would be fine too so it was kind of like do you know what it's a risk I'm gonna push myself and I'm gonna I'm gonna take it
0: I love
1: Ever. that I feel like that's the thing that that I keep thinking about and what are you saying Alicia about like more freedom and wanting that like I think the same I just wish I could like go and walk the dog when it's really nice at 10am and just take two hours out um so I totally get that and I think as well like what you said about you keep talking it through and you keep thinking about it and I definitely think when things keep coming back to you and you keep thinking taking the time you have to explore them because like your mum said otherwise you'll just you'll keep talking about it forever and you won't make that decision will you
2: was, and I had in my head, like, I'm going to save
1: this amount of money. I had
2: this 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 number in my head. And when I've got there, I'll be comfortable. And I never got there. Um, I, I did in the end. But at the time, when I left work, I wasn't there. And it was just kind of like, I said, yeah, I had to push myself to do it. And one thing I've sort of found on Reflection is that, especially in, well, actually, I suppose, whatever your job is, whatever your role is. But for me, as a creative, one thing I found quite difficult was that, like, how do i make sure all of my good ideas and my best brain power is popping into my head between nine to five like Mm. doesn't work like that some days i have a fly through and everything i produce, i'm like wow (laughs) that's great and some days i'm like scratching my head for hours so what i found really good about being for myself and and, and having the flexibility is i can get to the point in the day which i'm sure you can relate to when you hit the wall and you're like i just can't think and I go, okay, well, I'm going to throw my trainers on and go for a run, or I'm going to go and sit on my couch and watch last night's Apprentice*, or I'm going to, the... and then I'll come back to my desk, and I'll be like, okay, I feel like I can, so that's been, that, that's been really good, I think as well, yeah, for my work, I think, because I'm always, when I sit down to do my work, I'm 100% in the, in the zone to do it,
0: mm-hmm. and like, yeah. you
2: know, little things, like if I have a crap night's sleep, then I'll snooze my alarm and sleep for another two hours, and when I get to my desk, I'll be ready to go, rather than like, you know blogging on and it's all
0: of those things as well yeah I think it's that thing isn't it like if you've got something that you're passionate about and like that and you actually want to be doing it ultimately you're gonna get the job done and you're gonna do the hours and probably more and what have you anyway but you're just gonna do it in a way that balances with your actual life and with who you are and how you work like I think what puts it, particularly, you know, because they're trying to get more flexible in like workplaces and that kind of thing. What really holds that back is that like managers aren't trusting their teams, whereas all you've got to do is trust yourself.
2: Yeah, definitely.
0: And because that's the thing the pressure's on you,
2: and in, in, in a good way, like you say, if, you, if I don't do it, no one else will, you know. So, but I think, like you say, with the flexibility and all this sort of post pandemic stuff, I think me and I'm sure most other people just never questioned the the way that we were mm-hmm. just going into the office Monday to Friday nine to five that was just it whereas I think that shifts into being like well I'm going I can do my job exactly the same if not better in, in my house and then you start thinking well because I just do my job the same but better if I started a bit earlier or worked a bit later so yeah it's all it's all that it, really I think people people's approaches to work are changing massively and I think even for like employers a lot of employers now are given that flexibility of like you say a mix of remote and, and in the office a mix of like different hours and I do think for, for most people or everyone that i to certainly that's working and I think for our generation again I don't know about you guys but when you look at jobs the salary is like the fourth or fifth thing that you factor in you want to look at those benefits and what you know is it are, they, are you going to have flexibility are you going to have like mm-hmm. all of these things as well I think which is which is a bit of a shift now it's not just like well, this is the salary and that's
1: what I'm going for, that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. And I think it it fits in, doesn't it, with people who, like, I know a lot of people were an organisation I used to work and they've been there 20, 25 years, some some of them. And for them, that was like the only job that their career was the entire job for the entire lifetime. And I think that fits in, like, we want these benefits and we're not afraid to move around to get them. And instead of feeling, um, me and Laura spoken about this before, but instead of feeling like, lucky to have a job like there's there's a labor market out there and you know we can we can move and we can get what we want and we shouldn't feel like we're grateful because it's just it's just no matter how much you love your job you know you're doing it to to earn money to some to some respect aren't you and there's opportunities there what have been some of the biggest challenges so far <sighs> I think like I said before, getting off that mindset for myself,
2: I feel lazy if I have like mm-hmm. half an hour lying when it's not, not the case. That's that's been a challenge. Um to be honest, it's there's not really been anything that's been like kind of jumped out to me. Like I say, admin has been a bit of a shock, but not necessarily mm-hmm. a challenge. I'm actually quite like a cup of tea and just like just lobbing mm-hmm. on with stuff like that. But now I mean obviously come back and ask me in six months and try another have a next place like, my own. <laughs> yeah. But right now I'm kind of just really just hitting hitting the ground running and just kind of powering through everything that is coming
1: my way. Amazing. So I suppose the challenges of being the, the deciding to go for it in the first place really then rather than actually once you've done it, you've known it's the right thing to have done.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. It's like I say, for me, I was so indecisive anyway. And um, it was it was even harder for me because it wasn't like, I was like, oh my God, like, I hate my job and I need to move mm-hmm. and like, like I was happy, like there was no kind of, it It was just like, I say with the blog getting as busy as it mm-hmm. was and thinking a lot more about the change and of like the ways of working, it was all, all all that combination. But yeah, I think that was that was the hardest bit for me. I, I kind of, it was, it, it always feels like a risk, I think. I was gonna say I suppose moving from one job to the next would be a risk everything is a risk Mm. isn't it and one thing I told myself was like you know you worry what if I go work myself and I don't make any money and I just kept telling myself well you could lose your job anyone could lose their job tomorrow anyone could get made decisions and you know anything could happen and if you just live your life like well what if this happens then you know, obviously to a degree, I'm sure we don't love to just quit our jobs and do like a passion project. We obviously need money to pay our bills and our mortgage and live life. So there's that as well. So it's finding that balance between the two, I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that like that's stuff that we've definitely had the conversation about too, isn't it? Like you just even though you've got to pay those bills and get like jobs done and what have you when you actually care about it and you enjoy it and that that's just so important because you're gonna spend so much time doing it like regardless of whatever you know most of us have jobs that are 37 hours a week minimum like you need to respect your own time really and like pick something that's actually gonna make you happy
2: yeah oh god yes definitely definitely
0: So now you're kind of like on the other side of taking that initial risk and getting stuck into it. Do you have any advice or like anything you would want to share with people who are thinking about doing something like it for themselves?
2: Yeah, I think sitting on it for as long as I did was ultimately a good thing because you're sure of your decision then. I think you definitely, definitely need to have like a financial backup. That was massively helpful to me. I saved the equivalent of three or four months wages three months decent wages four months like like conservative wages and that kind of was my that made me feel safer so I suppose everyone will have different ways but if it's financial having that there is like really helpful um researching the industry and things like that it's so different for like what whatever you want to do you know whether you want to go into like a marketing thing or you want to set up a shop or anything like that it's research planning looking at other people out there doing things similar what do you like about the way that they do it what do you dislike about the way that they do it you know what what do you really want to do because some of the things that i set out to think that what i thought i'd be doing with my clients now is, is different to what i am actually doing for them in a lot of ways so it's being open as well to i'm not boxing yourself in but also having that niche and that you know all, all of that stuff I think the the research planning is is really 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 crucial for anything that you're
1: going to be doing. So one of the things obviously that you specialize in with your business um is influencer marketing but obviously you work in that space yourself like you've said with um with your home interiors page. So obviously because you do that on a professional level does doing the stuff for Emerald Terrace make it more enjoyable or is it times more frustrating because you perhaps know more of the trip the um the like tips and tricks like how how do you find it
2: i find from both sides having the other side is really helpful mm. because from an, from from working as an influencer i think it's really difficult because there's a lot of um discrepancy in things like what people are being paid for campaigns mm. and you know there's no like set rate if you've got this many followers you should charge this like, it it's just it the variations are wild. but from working on that side i found a better understanding of like what people are charging as well, but also being able to say to brands and companies if they're like, "Oh, well, we don't want to pay that." Well, if I I can say, "Well, that, from my experience, I really do think that's a fair reason, and here's why," I can quantify that as well. And you know, from the influencer side, I've worked with brands in, in the past who've been like, "Okay, the products arriving tomorrow, can you have the content with us tomorrow night?" And it's like, no. So I can, from having the experience from both sides of the coin, I can really, when I'm working with brands to reach out to influencers, I've got that what i would expect to be fair or what i would expect Mm. to be reasonable and i know what i need to provide the influencer with to get the best of the content in terms of like getting a really comprehensive brief together and things like that and then from being back on the influencer side i've got a lot of confidence when it comes to like pitching to brands because i know what kind of pitches come in Mm. so it's been it's been beneficial to be honest and it's hard because obviously like i say i do make an income from my blog trying to keep it Rolling to the point that I am making an income and getting some some money in every month from it, but also I I did it for fun. It was a hobby. It's something Mm -hmm. I love to do and keeping it like that as well. And that was one of the biggest deciding factors in like because I did think, you know what, I'm gonna I can just I can just do Instagram. That can be my job. But I I wanted to have my own like market and stuff on the side as well because I didn't ever want to get to a point when I was like with Instagram. I've got no money this month, I'm going to have to take an ad for something that's just like so random, it's mm, not going to work, yeah. so I want to keep that integrity, whereas like, the the money from Instagram is like, kind of a bonus, rather than my living, living salary, so, and also, like I say, I'm busier than I expected to be with the freelance stuff, but I'm, I'm just loving it, I'm really, really enjoying it, so there's, there's that's what I've gone off on a tangent here, haven't I? No, we
0: love it, but, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, it, it's all good inside, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, so that's, doing that on both sides has been its actually been super helpful
0: amazing so there's a lot of people who obviously listening to yourself and stuff sounding so passionate about it and convincing us all that it's worth doing um who want to like try and get into that kind of influencing thing and i think especially like younger generations seem to be finding it a lot easier because of things like tiktok and they're just used to sticking the life online but for like people who maybe are a bit nervous about it, or just feel like a bit of an idiot when they stick themselves online, do you have any advice about it, or just like kind of what goes through your head when you put yourself out there?
2: Not really, because I felt like an idiot for so long. Like I didn't <laughs> tell anyone about it or anything like that. I'm gonna of emails one day, but many of my friends find the Instagram It's pretty obvious. It's my house, so I think <laughs> I'll wait. Until I got to like a couple of thousand dollars before I like put it on my personal stuff, like off oh, on Instagram for my house. So I, you know, I've been there, I felt so soft. <laughs> like, hey guys, like look at this, you know, whatever. But I think, like you say, it's such a different world now. I see a lot of people who I don't think would class themselves as influencers or content creators who are sharing that kind of stuff, like chatting through the day and not look what I bought from the shop and stuff like that. And I think it's 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 just so the done thing now it's so normal you go sometimes you go to the and you'll see because we like literally walking down talking to the camera and that five years ago three years ago you'd have been like what on earth but now i think it's just so normalized and i think if you feel embarrassed well, who who do you feel embarrassed in front of like um, and why like why do you even care because if it's your friends they're gonna be made up for you and they're gonna like support you even if your instagram is like, like it's awful and if it's people that you think are going to be like oh why would do you okay and i do i do get that that's so much easier said than done but it's just looping back to like the whole go on self-employed thing if you don't give it a go then what's the point anyway you know nothing that last nothing gains i i think yeah mm. i think just it comes in time it's not something that i was kind of like oh i'm gonna start an instagram like, it, it took me a while to kind of put my face to it put myself on there and put yeah. more of my life beyond just pictures of like furniture and stuff but when I started to put a bit of personality into it and talk about like what I was having to say or like you know the the, the page is predominantly interior but such so what I was wearing or like makeup and stuff is kind of when it grew when I give like give myself like give more of myself on it so I think and every people ask me all the time like I always get messages on Instagram or like People that I meet and like, oh, how, like, how do you grow your following? I don't know what to do. Uh, the number one way I think that you can grow any social media is by just putting yourself out there and just giving it everything. Otherwise, it's not because think of all the content creators that you follow. What is it about them that you like? It's not, it's, well, do I don't know about you guys, but for me, it's not like a perfect picture of a Chanel bag. I love just watching people's stories, chatting on while they're doing the makeup or, mm. you know, people talking about where they've gone with the dog this weekend and things like that. And I think that's what it's about, isn't it? And especially, yeah. you know, COVID has seen so many Instagram pages and, and something that just skyrocket in terms of, like, growth because people want that connection. People People like to, to see people just living their lives and doing, the, doing their own thing. So, yeah, I'd say just go for it and don't worry about curating anything that's, like, not real. Because I always talk about, like, obviously... I always put like snaps for my weekends and gone for a lovely meal. It's or I've done this, but also, oh my God, we've come home and there's been a massive leak in the kitchen and we can't afford to fix it. So it's just, it's just mixing that up. And, and I think that, that's what really works. But it is, it, it, it's, if it's if the confidence to do it, isn't something that you've got here and now today, it will come. Cause I never, ever did. Like I say, I hid behind it for months and months and months before I even put my name on it. you know? So, so
0: yeah. amazing no that makes so much sense and i think in many ways we kind of forget that like it's social media isn't it like the whole point of it is like it's media you create a community around and and all that kind of stuff like i know for me i found it it is a weird thing still because you do just feel a little bit silly sometimes sat there but like i've always had family and friends like not in the city that i live in so you can get that kind of started and just in terms of well if i'm sharing it to them like that basically like my personal social media is just my grief chat yeah yeah there's yeah. a couple of hundred people but it's like that's just friends and family that i don't get to see every week or month even so you whack it out on there and like i suppose yeah once you start doing something that you're passionate about that's... and chatting about it just goes from there doesn't it and absolutely yeah
1: absolutely yeah i love that because i saw something about i don't know if it's about some more on social media whatever but it was like if the only thing um if the like only people you're worried about are the people that like, you went to primary school that like, you don't even care about like but because they follow you on instagram why are you actually like they're not people to be bothered about in the first place are they and literally yeah, literally that like because i think sometimes like if i've posted something and then i see you've looked at it and then i think like oh, like, do they all think I'm weird? But then I'm like, do you know what? Like, I don't actually care. Like, they're probably just watching Instagram stories. Like, I'm watching it, you know what I mean, when I should be wearing.
2: And also, I think that, like, sometimes, like, there'll be people who watch my Instagram stories or see what I post and think, oh, my God, she looks like an op-ed or, like, oh, I'm cringing. And that's fine because, like you say, I do the same. I've looked at people's posts and been like, oh, God. But, and that's the point, isn't it? You're not going to not everyone's gonna like everything that you do and 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 what because you don't like everything that you see online it's
1: that yeah it's getting that in your head
2: isn't it and it's not a someone not liking what you're doing or someone not following you it's not a personal attack it's just like not not their bag and that's fine
1: as well exactly No, that's so true so true this has been a really great conversation thank you really really um yeah motivational for i think many of us that are looking for um the next the next phase in their career and life so yeah thank you so much for coming on um do you want to tell everyone do you want to tell everyone where they can follow you you can follow me on
2: instagram linkedin uh, at alicia may creative or emerald terrace which is my interiors account so yeah you can you can find me there but i've literally just set up my instagram for the business today this is what i mean getting through these admins, <laughs>
1: admins <laughs> it's just a lot there's a big backlog amazing well we'll put all the links in um the notes of the podcast so if you're listening you want to go over and uh, follow alicia you can do just use the links in the show notes so yeah thank you very much
0: yeah
1: oh it's been so nice to chat
0: yeah no it has Absolutely brilliant chat there, as always, is with our guests. Thank you so much for joining in. And um, yeah, if you are out there and you want to join us on this podcast, please do give us a shout. Now, we're just going to finish off super quick um, with our affirmation of the episode. And this week, I've chosen it, and it is... Don't let external chaos destroy your inner peace of mind. Protect your energy. Now, I think this is something that, like, we hear about loads, like, your energy and this and that and the other and da-da-da-da-da, um, to the point where it can just sound a bit, like, wanky and a bit diluted. But I'll be honest, like, I think it's a, it is that there's a massive life lesson there. It's And, you know, I think it's that thing as well where if you're looking at your your external persona in terms of influencing and things like that you're gonna if as soon as you start putting yourself out anywhere you're gonna get things back and they might be good things or they might be bad things but what the only thing that's gonna keep you going through it regardless is how you feel inside and how you can stick to that so yeah i think it's just a really really like one of the biggest life lessons you can like teach yourself and one of the biggest journeys you can go on is reaching that place of inner peace and Mm. that comfort and strength in who you are and like your intentions and how you're going about and you can protect yourself through that and then you know let everyone hang about in their lane and if they're meant to go your way they will if they're not cool story see you on the other side
1: i totally agree with that laura like i feel like i've really like i don't need validation from other people like i really don't i've like i remove loads of people that follow me on instagram so as if you listen to this podcast and you realize that you're not following me anymore i just like remove people that i don't 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 really speak to me and i've lost like at least loads of people follow me and um i've made my account private and i'm just posting whatever the hell i want now and i'm like i don't need external validation i'll post it on three people like it i don't care i really don't care because i'm posting it and it. like it's that like it's that not seeking and not seeking validation from anyone else to validate my own identity because i don't need it and that's how we've got to protect our energy so i love that amazing another brilliant podcast um if i do say so myself so we'll
0: <laughs> see you in i was there too it was cracking
1: yeah um we'll see you in two we won't see yet like we never see it. um but we'll be back in two weeks for a new episode um i hope to see you hope to hope you to listen to that i don't know i'm just rambling now um find us <laughs> on social media at thrivemile well um, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you. And thanks to Balded Beardy for the production of this podcast.